She said she got a mess with me and make them jealous. I'm puffing on the guard, politicking with the fellas. We go full throttle, arm, I don't never let a man name. Want our ketchup, but they never let us. She want my chicken wing, I ain't talking liver pepper. She dancing in the rain, what that mean? I gotta wet her. Broke ass, ass nigga, get your life together. When you politicking with the fellas. That's my joke right there. I love that. <laughs> 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 Hey, Jim. I admit Moses. There it is. This nigga. This nigga. Hold on. <laughs> Let me cut the music off. Let me cut the music off because this is recorded right now. We got to rein this brother in. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to leave this portion in the episode. We got to rein <laughs> <laughs> this brother in. <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't get to get too. Let me. Hold on. Remove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nigga. Yes, Yo, remove. Don't kill my, hey, don't kill, <laughs> no, don't kill my podcast fame, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of The Fellas. We are back. We back in it better than ever. You know what I'm saying? We got people traveling across the country. We got people that just got off the road. We got people in a different state that we normally ain't in, but we here to provide the content to the people, as as Bane would say from Batman. You know what I'm saying? Hey, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to everybody. You know what I'm saying? That tuned in to the very first episode of the fellas. The feedback has been phenomenal. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep doing this thing. We're going to pro- keep providing whatever y'all want to hear us talk about, man. We're going to talk about it. The only one that ain't going to be talking is Maurice. Oops. I mean, Moses, <laughs> the savior. The one. So oh, you yeah. don't get the pardon no red seed today, brother. Not today. Not today. <laughs> look, okay. look. Look, he trying to talk. <laughs> hey, he trying he try to get his sexy voice on. It's okay. You he, Just make sure you ain't on mute when you talking, man. He was just practicing in the mirror. Who knows? Tell him, big bro. God. Yeah. So we coming back to you, man. Y'all know us. I ain't going to reintroduce us. You know it's B-Money. You know it's B-Bond. You know it's Moses. You know it's T. You know it's the juice. We got another topic for y'all today. We continuing on with our black excellence topic but we wanted to take it into a whole nother direction just so y'all know we ain't recording on a normal saturday morning so your boy is feeling good feeling great we ready you know what i'm saying we could we could talk some real stuff today uh we coming to you from the form of black fathers fatherhood you know what i'm saying actually this topic is brought on by our, our brother t man he, he wanted to expound on it a little bit more and uh, so we got to talking and we was like, we all black fathers in here doing what we got to do. You know what I'm saying? Taking care of our kids or kid or yeah. Some got multiples, you know, <laughs> 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 doing, doing what we got to do, man. So um, 
I just want to open it up before before we, we dive into these four little different areas. Uh, what are, what are we hoping to get out of this conversation about Black fathers today, man? Yo, so I mean, one of the goals is to recognize the the excellence that is needed in the the Black father community, or just as a father in general, and then also to send a message out to people that, regardless of what your situation is, whether you have one or not, that if you are one now that you have a responsibility to uphold and also that people need to let you be a father, however that looks to you and then surround yourself with the right community. So if you messing up, we can all learn and improve every single day. Most definitely. Anybody want to add a different perspective, man, you know, just everyone, we all grew up in, you know, pretty much all grew up in uh, different different places well some of us didn't but some of us did geographical locations and we were all raised differently but you know i think we have one common thing in uh together that we take care of our kids you know like we we relish our kids our kids are you know our heart you know like they add so much value to our lives and we all have kids we all you know we we there we really um, I want to put it. I mean, I, I think we're well above average when it comes to doing what we need to do for our kids, you know. So, I mean, I would definitely agree with you on that, my brother. I spoil mine too much, too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, but when you're the only one, you can get that, so it's cool, <laughs> right? Uh oh. Moses then pulled up to the mic like he got something and I saw the smoke come out of his mouth. What you got, bro? Um, you know, I just want to reiterate what my two big brothers said. Um, basically, I think we we all just <laughs> we all um I think we all short in just different kind of ways. I mean, we all grew up different. So just how we represent being an excellent father, it, we all are <laughs> Our characteristics just so something different. Um, me, I have four kids. Um, so, you know, it's just a lot more stuff that I got to do per se than just having one. Um, but as uh, far as like just showing them, I, I just think everything that I may have felt like that I missed, that I didn't get and receive as a young man, I try to do it for my children and, and show it to my children so they can they can be fed different than the next generation. Their cycle would be even better. Um, so, be money. And just pretty much everything y'all said. And at the end of the day, the challenges of, you know, I say being a, a father in general, especially, you know, some of the stereotypes that come along with being a black father as a black man. And uh, some challenges and mistakes that we've made. I know, you know, I have three in the marriage, but I have one that uh before you know three in my household but one before and you know i've learned a lot you know things that as a man you know i look back and thought i was doing right but i failed you know so even to you know point out some of our failures what we had to learn and you know had to grow because of you know uh, barriers that society has put up you know and uh like say how to get through that and how to, you know, know what to accept, what to stand your ground on and what not to, you know, keep dealing with the headaches, you know, as well. But 
I'll leave it there and let us, you know, dive into it more as we get into the discussions. So with that being said, man, let's let's just go ahead and dive right on in, man. The role of, you know, well, before I say the role of a black father, let's just let let's broaden that just a little bit and say the role of a father, period. From from you gentlemen's perspective, what what is the role of a father? I'll start off. I'll start it off by saying this. I had a conversation with a friend of mine today. And we were we were uh, communicating about um, how a particular female in this person's life doesn't allow for her other to see a child that he had out of uh, the relationship. So she basically keeps him from seeing that child. And I had a huge problem with that, and I voiced it. Uh, of why I have a problem with that because in my mind at the end of the day especially as a young man can't nobody teach a man a, a boy how to be a man but a man moms can't do it there's there's just certain things that a man has to you have to have and you don't have to be a father to to be that to a, to another a, a, a gentleman you know what I'm saying there, there's a male figure, and I, I would venture to say that we all have had a male figure in our lives that has taught us how to be a man. Whether it be a grandfather, an uncle, your actual father, you know what I'm saying? We've all had that person in our lives that that we could point to and say, for mine, mine is my dad. You know what I'm saying? I could point to him and say, that's what I emulated growing up. You know what I'm saying? That's what I wanted to be. That's who I learned from. And so if if if, if you're going to keep a young boy from, from that, I have a problem with that. Well, it boils down to um, people not really valuing the role of a father anymore because uh, fathers have been really ostracized from homes. You know what I mean? Uh, there's just been a lot of things that's been put in place to keep you know, especially, you know, I say black men from, you know, rearing their their kids in, in, in the right way. Um, in this society, you know, and, and no slight to women, because I was raised by a woman, you know, raised by my mother. Um, but in this society, society is pushing that, you know, a woman is just as equal as a man. Not to say that she can't be equal, but like you said, you know, there's there are things that, can't be taught by by a mother, you know. She can only teach you how to, she can only tell you to aim at the, the Cheerios. She can't teach you how to do it. She can't show you how to do it, you know. Like, literally show you how to do it, but your father <laughs> can. You know what I mean? We all went through that, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just think that the father role isn't valued until it gets to a point to where the kid is getting in trouble. Oh, you need to do something the with kid's your kid. uncontrollable. Right. And now it's like, hey, being your kid's life, no. But when I wanted to, you wanted to control everything. I mean, it's not my personal story, but I've seen it. Definitely. I think, I mean, the role of a, of a father, again, to me, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want people to think that, um, 
we're not the I don't I don't think the the father is the gatekeeper, you know what I'm saying, to to different everything. I don't feel like I feel like we sometimes get a bad rap too because whenever the kid needs to get in trouble or something, who they calling? The daddy. You know what I'm saying? So there's always a fear there too. You know what I mean? Um I know for for example, like my son, when he gets in trouble, the first phone call that's made is to me. And it's like, so that, he grows up almost kind of fearing in a way. I mean, I think I, at some point I, I was afraid of my dad, you know what I'm saying? Or I didn't want my mom to call my dad and stuff. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's right, but I think that's a part of culturally what we've done in society to put the fear of God and our children about dad? I think, um, I think first thing is for a father to lead, protect, provide, and he's supposed to teach. So, you know, he leads as even the Bible, uh, I think it's Thessalonians said, too. you know what I'm saying? It's the foundation well, for we everything had a Thessalonians that I Thessalonians quote in the last Black Excellence too. Hey, so man, that's hey, we got- Sponsored hey, by hey, B-Money. <laughs> sponsored by B-Money, man. You know, hopefully I, I can try to make sure I said the right one, but it says, you know, as a man submits unto God, you know what I'm saying, woman submits unto him, but even shows just that level. Um, we call God father, you know, because um, I think, and I agree with what you're saying, B, as for is we have made it something negative, but it's a respect to the father, you know, that when he speak, you know what I'm saying, let me go and get back to my Bible where the Israelites was acting up. They said when they started God, it was just kind of like, nah, everybody shut up and got quiet. So, you know, um, I think, and I know we're speaking to a broader audience, but definitely I've seen it, you know, um, sometimes a lot in the black community, but that's just my, what I see, you know what I'm saying? It could be happening in other communities and uh, races, but I just speak about mine is the fact that we, we act like it's optional or you see on uh, social medias, happy Mother's Day, happy Father's Day to all the, you know, mothers who mothers and fathers. I can't stand that. But you don't, you don't see that. You don't see that with men say on Mother's Day talking about all the men, single fathers out there because one thing is about it, you don't have to be a man to be equal to a man. You a mother, stay in your position. And you, I'm a father, I learned this. You know, there are certain things I did for my, you know, my youngest daughter. And when it came time to need the nurturing my, you know, saying she would go to her mom and I'll be like, hey, you know, I was one over there holding her and think that. But God showed me like, nah, that's a mother and she has her role. Just like you a father and you teach your son how to be a man and you show your daughter what type of man she's supposed to have. And a mother can't do that. Like you a nurturer. We sit back and when you pregnant, there's things we submit to to make sure you good and comfortable. So when it comes time for a man to be that, let him be that. But you can't pick and choose when you want that. So they say he supposed to provide for his family, make sure they good. I mean, protect them, you know, make sure things first. I know I say this and I'll let every, uh, let it go on somebody else's. I, I think a lot of people do this whole cliche thing, like nobody sacrifices more than a mother. If you got a real father, no, nobody sacrifices more than a father because if nobody eats, I know there's been times in my house when I was financially not able. And if somebody didn't eat, it was me to say that, you know, moms don't do that. They do that. But I'm just saying, like, if you got a man who's actually living like that, which I know all my brothers who's on this call, and I know there's a lot of good brothers out there who's doing that. And men, now, you know what I'm saying? All, all men, you know, are doing that. 
it just gets it gets minimized so much and uh i would say you don't have to tear down somebody else just to make a point about your struggle women i know y'all got y'all struggle but you don't tear down a man or a father just to enhance yours it actually uh separates well since since we on the on, on the bible <laughs> uh you know the, the one thing that uh the first thing that God gave uh, Adam was his presence. And then, you know, he gave him a word. He never gave the word to Eve. Um, the, the, the man role is, is all encompassing. You know, uh, we're supposed to want to seek God first. And then, you know, we're supposed to be that covering, that provider. We're supposed to uh, disseminate the word of God to our, our spouse. He doesn't tell us to submit. But he tells us to love her, but he doesn't tell her to love us. He tells her to respect us. And uh, why? Because she's a part of us, not us a part of her. So he tells us to do that Christ-like love, like, hey, continue to try. And, like, if you know anything about the church, the church is probably ratchet as all get out. But Jesus still loves us, and he still tries. And I think he's he puts the onus on the man to to be over, you know, like, you know, his, his wife, not over, but like that, but you know what I mean? Like over his family to continue to try to love, to reach that love like Christ. And the thing is, is what I've learned in my, just dealing with my kids, even dealing with my wife, you know, I mean, women kind of almost look for that father figure too, you know, your daughter is going to look for, you know, what you are, you know? And so I, I make a conscientious effort to uh, just intentionally just be better every day. And like when I fail, I'm not too big to say I'm sorry. That, I mean, that that's that's huge for a father. That's, that's the role of a father. Teaching your son how to not be so, so much of a man that he can't operate in humility. Teaching your daughter that, hey, you, you're going to get that guy, you want him to be a man, but you also want him to be humble. You also want him to be, you know, vulnerable at times. You know, I mean, we have to do the balancing act. You know, mom could be, she could be the nurturer. She could be like always loving and stuff like that. But we have to be loving. We have to be the disciplinarian. You know, not to say that mothers don't do it, but there's no effect like a father, you know, when a father disciplines. There's no effect. Uh, like when a father says, you know, I know if I raise my voice, like my kids, or even I, I don't even have to raise my voice anymore. You know, my mom had the look, but I get different results when I give the look, you know, yeah. totally different. Hey, real quick before anybody else uh, jump in, that's Ephesians. My bad. I said Thessalonians, the submitting. That's in Ephesians. Yeah, I, I'm, I do apologize for all the viewers. You know what I'm saying? That's horrible <laughs> on my behalf. But that's Ephesians right, chapter right. 5. All right. So, um, like, man, we done turned this smoking sip into a <laughs> revival. I know it, it's into the it's into the Bible, and then cats quoting wrong on top of that. But <laughs> hey, I, hey, as a, as a father, we all make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's right. And as a father, I'm humble enough to admit when I'm wrong. Hey, hey. hey. bring it back full circle. Hey, that's that's what you're supposed to do. You can go go ahead, Moses. You on mute, Moses. 
Uh, I definitely feel like we we do get the short end of the stick, and nobody really see our sacrifices, so it's easy for us to be overlooked. Um, but the like as you said, I mean, we are we are a living walking testimony of being on a an exceptional and great um, example of what a black excellent father and fathers are. And uh, I mean, the only thing really uh, that I, I see that we can have change is, is by, by us being out there and, and really showing these people, I mean, how black fathers really are. Cause otherwise, I mean, we're going to continue to be kicked in the dirt. Uh, otherwise, I mean, it's just no other way because it's always so much stigma on the black man. We always, we considered everything other than for real, just something really positive unless it's really shown out there. And uh, I mean, yeah. what y'all think? Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, everybody probably pretty much hit on it already. So I'm not gonna belabor it on this particular topic, but um, you know, role of a, a father for me is, I mean, essentially one thing I started growing up, I mean, be money hit on the leading providing you know t hit on like humility you know a lot of things were already kind of touched on but essentially i had my father in my house so i started that representation of you know a godly man even though he had his faults i saw the the sternness and i saw somebody that also get in the floor and wrestle and play with us and read books and go on a ride of bikes you know so you pretty much just need someone in your life to shepherd you and just show you what you know, that leadership and that comfort is about at the exact same time. And then even if you're not in the household, because there was a point in time where my parents divorced and then my dad was out of the household, I didn't have that physical presence. He was overseas serving in the military, but he still provided what he could at that point in time, whether it be financially, whether it be trying to ring down the phone and call us. And then when he had an opportunity to get back, he got back. So, you know, one thing I take out of it is just, you know, always being there you know, regardless of what's going on, there's going to be a lot of things that stop you from being in your kid's life, regardless of what it is. It could just be something as simple as your job, just being away, but as long as you're cognizant that that presence is important and then that you continue to lead your family in whatever that way is, hopefully it's in an excellent way and in the right way, but then you'll be good to go. But I had on some other things a little bit later. Hey, let me, um, Hold on, let me just touch on something real quick. Slide by real quick. So like, I, I like how you mentioned, I didn't have the whole father figure and then meeting my pops at a later age in life, like at four going on five, you know what I'm saying? And then knowing what the word pops is, that was, you know what I'm saying? Something new to a kid, but it was something that I, I ended up getting that struck me that I've seen and that was my, my god brother and his father. And how his father showed me just by what he was doing and some that I can say, um, like how T was saying that and try to make a conscious effort. And my my godfather, he did that by showing like when you're out and about, like if uh, uh, a real stressful situation come up, he's calm, cool, cool collective not showing anger, like quick to anger, like he had his mind, you know what I mean? Like I got more than just my strength. I got my mind. That's one thing that he showed me. 
or like when you out and just eating and you know this little kid and don't have no money, you know, and you just say, hey, come here, I got you. You know, it was the stuff like that that embedded in my head that made me, when I was always thinking like, man, when I get older, I want to be like that, man. Like, you know what I mean? Not necessarily saying idolizing him, but being a father, like that always there, like always present, like any game, any event that, you know, that was happening, he was there. You know what I'm saying? And and you you start looking at that like, boy, like, you know what I'm saying? My pops ain't there, but I see that like, boy, when I have children, I'm a stunt like that, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I think we and, can all point to a point to a, a a moment, you know what I'm saying, in, in our childhood where we we realized what we wanted to be if we ever had children. Oh, yeah. I, you know what I mean? You know, mothers grow up thinking about babies' names and stuff like that. But even as a father, as a as a young man, I think we all could point to a, a a moment and say, you know what, when I'm a dad, this is what I'm gonna do, or this is what I'm not gonna do. You know what I'm saying? And and so what what Moses was just talking about, I think, is a direct representation of you saying that was your moment. You know what I'm saying? Of right. you saying that's what I want to be like, right there. So, yeah, I think. You know, piggybacking off of all that, do y'all think um, the portrayal of of black fathers or, or fathers in general is is a positive one in our communities, or is it more so negative? Well, you know, d- just to touch on what you just said uh, before, I think, uh, and I'll answer what you just asked, but I think that um, it's our job to show our kids how to fail and how to succeed. I know I, I've done a great job of showing my kids how to fail. Like, I'm like the king of failing and stuff. You know, not to say I'm a failure, but you know, they see this, they see the failures and, you know, we talk about it. You know, if I raise my voice too loud, not too loud, but, you know, if I go overboard when I shouldn't or if I don't, uh, you know, if I don't hear them out and actually get the full detail. I mean, there's just I, I failed in so much stuff, you know, with my kids and I was able to be the man and say, Hey, I failed. And that way, when they fail at something or even failing on your job, you know, I talk to my kids about anything that I feel at to, to let them know it's okay because the failures teach the lessons. And then when you come back and they see the success, like, Oh man, my dad failed at this, but he succeeded. He came back. He never gave up. But uh, to say, uh, to answer what you were. Hey, T, before you hit on that, I went laughing at you, bro. But, you know, when you were saying that, I failed. And I failed. My kids don't really fail. Remind me of that um, uh, that flavor of love when he was like, this is my financial account. I'm broke. I'm broke. That's all you need to know. I'm broke. <laughs> well, I, I think it's. Hey, wait, wait, I just, before you go there, before you go there, I think it's important, too, that, that as, as fathers, that our kids see the struggle. You know what I'm saying? To a certain degree. You know, money don't grow on trees. You know what I'm saying? Whatever success that we do have or whatever, you know, benefits that we do have, daddy's back is hurting because I don't put this all on my back and we making this work. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And I just thought we would be remiss if we didn't, you know, because it's easy to say I'm a good father. You know, I represent black excellence, yada, yada, yada. 
but we have to also bring put bring to the forefront that we fail. You know, we fail as men every day in some way, shape, form, or fashion. I know I do. You know, no matter what it is, I fail God every day. I fail myself every day in something. I succeed as well. But, to, you know, uh, to answer your question, I don't think that black men are, I mean, black men are just fathers in general. I think you could take it either way. Um, well, I, I, I think some fathers are epitomized. Others are not, you know, I'm not saying just, just black, but I think that uh, it just depends on where you grow up, you know, depend on what you've seen. You know, I didn't grow up with my father, but we had a great relationship. I saw other people like uh, Moses said, you know, I saw them with, with fathers. I saw people without fathers. I think, I think that in 2021, there's a lot of fathers that perpetuate the stereotypes. But then I think also that there's a lot of fathers who don't get the chance because, you know, women are saying like, you know, I can do it without you. I, you know, you know, I mean, if you don't do it my way, then, and it's not all women, but you know, I, I feel like men, it, it could go either way. I mean, realistically but the black father in america you know i mean what every seven out of ten households don't have a father or something like that so i mean there's the picture right there yeah yeah i mean that that's true as well you know the statistics never lie but the the stereotype does exist that black fathers aren't there whether they're they're locked up or whether it's, you know, kids were born out of wedlock and that black father isn't there for that reason, or that black father just doesn't want to be there. He just wants to make babies. So there's a lot of different stereotypes out there and that uh, portrayment that's out there for not just America, but even inside our own community. And I know later on, we'll kind of get into what's stopping some people from being there, but just that portrayal, um, there are some people when you see a good one, like, oh man, he's a good black father. You know, he's in that kid's life. And it was like, no, nah, I'm just a father in that kid's life. And that's the way it should be. But there, there is a negative connotation out there. And that's one of the things that we kind of wanted to point at today is how do we break that stereotype? How do we break those negative connotations? How do we cha <clears throat> challenge each other and then bring each other up at the same time, just in the same vein of the black excellence we talked about in part one, make sure you click the link in the smoking set bio and go back and watch it if you missed it. <laughs> but you know, it's just one of those, <laughs> one of those things is, I mean, we got to bring each other up and challenge each other. And if you see somebody failing at their duty, call them out on it. So it's like, I think uh, the first topic was, um, or whatever as uh, how we're portrayed, I think we are portrayed as an option and not a necessity. And that's, you can't have the child that you have without the man, just like a man can't have that child that he has with the mother of that child. You can't have that same child with the man that you would. And a lot of times you get attached to like you, the, the woman and the child are a package deal. And if you don't take the package deal, then you are option and you don't need to be there, you know, but I say is, you know, I, my oldest daughter, you know, I had her before, you know, a marriage. And uh, I, again, as I stated at the beginning, I failed in a lot of things with her. Not all, not like a lot of it, the foundation of it, talking to any, you know, regular person, they will understand. They'll be like, okay, you know, I get that. 
but you know my brother juice you know he he had called me so many times and even though he knew my frustration he knew my pain he knew the times that like i didn't sit there crying like man i just want to see my daughter and it's like so hard to see my daughter it shouldn't be all of this he was like hey man like I understand all that, but while you out there getting them cinnamon rolls, you could be putting that money to the side to even if it's just, hey man, pop up at her, you know, of course, call, you can't just be popping up, they'd be like stranger danger, but you know what I'm saying? Like coordinate some, just go down there. And if you're stopped from being able to see your child, then at the end of the day, at least they can't say that you wasn't there or you didn't pop up. And that type of stuff, like, even though I'm just like, man, he ain't hearing me, but he was like, hey, I hear you. But like, that doesn't change the fact that at the narrative, you don't ever want your child to say, like, yeah. you didn't make an effort. And so it, he does it, you know, saying that you got to first do everything. We should do all things out of godly love or just out of love in general. When you come into somebody, first listen to them. You know, you got to hear their frustration because it is real. We just spoke to it, like I said. And if somebody feels like, I mean, we hear about it all the time, women like, well, I feel like I'm an option. I feel like I'm just nothing, something like that. If you feeling like that, and as a man, and as you know, Brother T has said, you know, you want to be able to be vulnerable to somebody to speak about that pain. So if a brother comes to you speaking about that pain, hear him out. But then you also got to hold him accountable to like, hey, well, you should step up here, do this here, and do here, do this there. And there's things, as I stated, I failed. I withheld from my daughter because of the challenges that I had to try to be within her life. I've always paid child support. But I mean, like other things where, you know, let me get this extra gift or do this or do that. And I got called out on it and I failed, you know, and there's times I look back and now my daughter gone, she might not remember it, but, you know, I remember it. And, you know, consistently knowing when I go to Juice to ask him for <laughs> a, some advice or to vent, I also know he's going to come with the real to say it. And when you had that consistent relationship with brothers and men in general and other fathers, it makes it easier. All right, so I just jotted mine down. So once again, um, I would say excellence is the learning from the unknown failures, but using those as stepping stones um, to get to the next level while helping other people. So I know in our first segment, I definitely believe that um, I said um, excellence, bringing, especially being, you know, black excellence is bringing somebody up as you come up along the way. That don't necessarily mean carry them and let them ride off your coattail, but if you can help them and you have the means, why not increase, you know, your numbers by bringing people with you um, and, and, and being, a, you know, the light to somebody who, who, who may see it through you and not through the next person. So... Uh, I just feel like, honestly, like we don't get enough love and to the point where I'm not knocking nothing for nothing, but it's to the point where now like the role of a man is almost oblivious, like it's, it's, it's damn near disappearing. So I, I just don't think we're getting And as a black man, T gave the facts, you know, seven out of 10. So you just got to think it's only a 30% chance that you actually have a black family that's together. And then you gotta really think, are they together or are they separated or, you know what I mean? So the number is really skimmed. So the, the pressure is on when it comes to us as a culture and black men, but it's even more on 
as a whole, as us being men and, and being able to stand up against all the stuff that's going on in this world right now. You know what I mean? Just being a real example of a man, you know what I mean? And then the second question you had, uh, you said, how do we call out fathers who need to step up? Um, I think, first of all, I wrote down, think practical. I put be remorseful, teach, and then be an example. Um, however, that means, because everybody is different, man. I, my, my daughter, my, my, I just had to pull up on her and let her know, like, yo, daddy, I'm going to correct you in a way, but I got your back. But you never know where I'm at. I'm going to pull up on you. Like, that's, that's what I'm going to do. But um, you got to think practical because some people, they, they, take, they take that call out like, oh, like, you trying to tell me I don't know what I'm doing? And then it can be something totally different, and it's not like that. Um, so you just got to assess the situation and then got to realize, man, who are we to judge? You know, who, who are we to really judge? So that's why I say be, be remorseful and let's think about we, we were once there making those mistakes. Um, so um, let's just be really mindful uh, and then teach. When I say teach is maybe one day get that person who you're trying to call out and be like, look, man, I ain't trying to tell you what to do, but I can try to just show you or, you know, give you some pointers or options you know, and just let them have the option to see which way they want to go left, right, straight, backwards. I don't care, but you, you've done your job at that point. You feel me? And um, I say be an example. And I say be an example is like if you have a family shindig or something, invite family and his people's over. You know what I mean? So that way he can see. And then how you operate. And then that could be that, that that could trickle down and then it could be the start of something great. So that's my point. Yeah. You know, you know what? I think uh, a lot of times, so prime example, perfect example, like one of my daughters is a, a daddy's girl, but one of my daughters is, is, is a mama's, you know, mama's girl. And it's like my oldest daughter. She's, she's a mama's girl. But my youngest, she all about daddy. She don't care if I'm right, wrong, or indifferent. For now. She about daddy. But my wife, she makes it a priority to say, what What does your daddy say? You know, what does your daddy think about it? That type of stuff, women single-handedly could catapult men. Or they can single-handedly tear men down. Can we so, just, can we just put it out there that women run the world? Can we just go ahead and say that? <laughs> I'm, I'm up with my <laughs> women run the world, 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 world. Y'all do. And until until and, and I gotta say this, T, until y'all realize that how much power that y'all actually have within the world how much change y'all can actually affect within the constructs of this world. Things will never be right to the point of they need how right they need to be. Because if, as long as we got that woman out there saying that men ain't S-H-I-T or this daddy ain't S-H-I-T, you know what I'm saying? Change that narrative. Y'all, but man, they, they are. I think, but they, I they are, but for the worst. 
But the thing is about it, and I, I think there's a, a slight tweak to that statement, I'll say, B. And the reason I say a tweak is because, like, um, as a man will till the ground, there's things that men do, like, to run. I say women can influence. Like, I think the end of the day, we, a lot of the times we oh, say. Man. Women run the world. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, 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 is, so, it is true, B, because, I mean, we can, <laughs> we, we, we can say influence all day, but almost everything all of us do you know, it's four or four kids or something like that. But it's, I mean, as a kid, you get up, you know, back when I had there hair, you know what I'm saying? I, I used to get my waves together for myself, but it also got together for, you know, appearance to some female. You know, when you want to have kids, a lot of times people are trying to look good for a female, take care of that woman and whatever that situation is. What be hit on when people do that self-reflection of, as a woman, how am I making this situation bad or how can I support it to be better? Granted, there are a lot of women that are out there doing what they're supposed to be doing and they just with some some dudes that ain't up to snuff and then they make it bad for everybody else. But so the at the same times, those, those guys, I mean, think about how many times have you felt empowered just if your old lady gets up and does anything positive for the day? So that's the reason why I say the difference is it's run the world. It, it takes away a level of, you know what I'm saying, your power of your your impact of what you do and for yourself. I do agree. That's why I strategically use the word influence. Now, they have a heavy influence because there's women that you've been with and you like, nah, I can be done with that. Like you like T said earlier, like, hey, they can be ruining or doing it for, you know, a bad thing like influence does have a heavy impact on how things roll and ride. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to minimize. I'm just using a different word because the word, like to say run, that's where I think that mentality comes from of like, oh, it's my way or the highway. Where like, no, I can take the highway. That's still like my choice. I have that option. But you can't influence heavily for me to be like, no, nah, I'm going to do this or do that. You said what? The highway hey. quicker, huh? Like, I was saying, like, I mean, if, if we be real, like, that's why men do some of the things that we do because of, you know, overall, like you said, you getting the ways together, don't have that option no more. But like I say, yeah, I, yeah hopefully y'all get what I'm saying. I ain't trying to uh, take all night with this. So, but it, it was fine. never, it was never supposed to be like that, man. I mean, God made Adam, and then He put Adam to sleep, took a rib, and made Eve. It was, it was a support. Like, you know, women don't want to feel like, hey, they're less than, however. Yeah, I mean, but we, but we are still talking about how the fathers still got it. How do, how do we even get past all that, even if you don't have the support, too, though? Right. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is it should never be a situation where, I mean, like, if you don't deserve respect, just as a woman, I, I would, if I was a woman, I wouldn't put a man down just because he ain't nothing, especially in front of his kids, because it's going to come back on you. But, like, it was never supposed to be to where a woman could say, you ain't nothing, and then a kid be like, yeah. All throughout history, men have been revered by their kids because they have been the providers. They have been the conquerors. We have been the infrastructure that you see today. Men built that. You know, so... At the end of the day, I'm not saying that men are better than women and all this stuff, but just by sheer definition of the order in which God established, women should not be able to say, well, you ain't this and you ain't that. Yeah, I know it's incorrect English, but, and then people go along with it. 
Yeah, that's I, why I say know, run. I think it's I run because you it heavily influences, like you said, it took the rib out. So yeah, if my side start hurting, my ribs start hurting, I'm gonna stop for a second. It can influence me, but it shouldn't run in me. Like it shouldn't be my head. That's the it shouldn't be my mind. And that's the thing is about it. When you say you run the world, we put out ideas that run certain things to say, hey, a father can't don't need to be there, or a father's an option. And that's incorrect. I'd like to say, but I have to humbly acknowledge that if a woman says the father's going to be in the life or not in the life, as we've all acknowledged, it heavily influences. But I, I think I think B, B hit it right when he said run the world because he also came back and said when people start realizing the power they can to influence something for the good as well, kind of like influence what you said, like, hey, I can run the world and if I, even if I'm not with this guy and I can make sure he's in his kid's life, if he's a good dude, he's going to be the best father he can be. But if I say he can't be there and I want to cause hell, then he's not going to be able to be good. So, I mean, you know, you know, shout out to Beyonce, but, you know, it's it's a real thing. And then, and then ultimately what that leads to is it, a cycle, right? So if the woman does all this and, and keeps that that father out of, the, out of their son's or daughter's lives, whatever the case may be, the son ends up growing up having resentment for his father, right? So then ultimately he becomes a father at some point in time. And two things can either happen. One, he says he doesn't want to be like his dad was. Or two, he's just like his dad was. But it might not have been his dad's fault because that leads us to our, 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 our the, the million-dollar question. Are women, can they be a barrier to black fathers? All day. All day. I'm a, and and I know I can say that just because I have seen it and witnessed it firsthand on that barrier of them having that control power where they it it had been months, damn near almost years that the dad haven't seen it. and then when the dad come around, you know respect is gone it oh you know what and you know what's so crazy we would think that right but it's not because the child missed their parents so much the mom the 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 woman hated even more because it's like whatever that parent say especially the daddy because majority of the time the daddy not around come here what the child do they come because he has been missing in, in majority of the time. True, that connection so bad. They're willing to do anything. They are blank canvases, and we are the painter. So we literally have to watch how we design this picture for them. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's I've, I've witnessed well, I've seen, it, man. I've seen, I've seen it Even experience. Too, though, that the, where the mom has bad-mouthed the dad so much that when the dad comes around, the respect that the kid has for that father is, is non-existent. I've seen it that I've seen it play out way more that way than I've seen it as the kids still have respect for their father. You know what I'm saying? I just, they, they make movies and shows off of it. Yeah. And, and for me, you know what I mean? That's why I go back to the power that women have. Um, now, if the man is out here not doing what he's supposed to be doing, and he's not taking care of business, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? That's a conversation that you have with that man or your 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 other female friends or whatever the case may be. 
that child don't need to hear about that. That child don't need to know that their daddy not paying child support. That child don't need to know that. For what? What the child going to do? Go and confront their daddy and say, pay the child support, daddy? You know what I'm saying? What are you having those types of conversations with your kids for? Well, a lot of times the women, some some women, not all of them, but some of them, they, they're just scorned. You know, hey, they work out. You know, you you moved on. They moved on or or, or, or something like that. Well, if you moved on, time, leave me alone then. Right, but that's the thing. Or because he didn't come through like they wanted him to. Nah, get away from him. Don't come. Nah. You know, then you deny him. And then when you can find, when he finally, the, the little boy talked, and, nah. You know what I'm saying? Listen, my son tell me, nah, I got the backhand all day today. You know, <laughs> I'm not sparing that. You're not going to talk to me like that. No, suck. Well, you so know, you Kurt Franklin. <laughs> hmm. it's, nah. a, it's, it's paramount hmm. that. There's a paramount that there's a void because you see what girls who become women who look for love in in all the wrong places a lot of times, and then you see uh, when the man is not there, your the sons act out. So it's paramount that the father needs to be there. There's a void, but you know we have a father over here who was a single father, you know, not, he was single father, you know, eventually married, but single father for what, 12 years? So, I mean, and I'm sure the child missed their mother. However, it's totally different how kids act out when the father's gone. And, you know, the, uh, the term daddy issues is a real term. And I mean, it stems from it because it's applicable to women, to females and to males, you know, him, his, he, her, and she, you know, all of that. So, I mean, having a dad in the life is paramount. And, and I mean, at the same time, we talk about the barriers between the women and, you know, B-Money mentioned the, the story that, you know, we've shared a couple of times of me saying, hey, man, do what you got to do. And, and I mean, I just say that because, you know, I had a my first child out of wedlock and, you know, I've been in the military, shout out to the Space Force and, and moving around. But there's a lot, there's been some some barriers sometimes and it could just be distance. And there have been some times where it's like, if I can't reach her on the phone, I'm going to send a card in the mail. You know, that cost me 35 cents back then. Now it's like 55. But, you know, there's there's a way around it. And at the end of the day, if you can live with your conscience that you've done everything you're supposed to, it doesn't matter what the barriers are and, you know, got to take care of it because like Maurice said, there's genetics is heavy. And there's, are there a lot of situations we hear where the dad shows up decades later, or you see these adopted families and they finally meet their biological parent and you got to work through some things, but the vibe is real. So there's no denying that. And so it's like, how do we get around to making sure that people, our future generations don't have daddy issues? Yeah. I think, I think too, from, from the perspective of, of, of fatherhood and things of that nature, we have to be honest with ourselves too. We have to look at in the mirror and say, am I doing everything that I should be doing to take care of my child or children? Am I, am I providing that leadership? Am I teaching? Am, am I providing that foundation? And you have to have those types of honest conversations with yourself. You know what I'm saying? I, I think there's no, there's one perfect father. 
There's one. That is the only perfect father. All five of us on here, we're not perfect. We've all made mistakes. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to continue to make mistakes. So there's no right or wrong way to raise your child. But I liken it to uh, even at work, when you don't know everything, somebody has to teach you how to do something, right? So being acceptable so you don't bump your head the same way that I might have bumped my head. Hey, hey, young man, or hey, brother, or whatever. I see what you're doing here. I did that exact same thing, man. And it's not going to turn out good for you. And let me tell you why. But we can't be too prideful if we're on the other end of that spectrum, too. And we're somebody hey, telling us. That you say the prideful piece, I think T talked about the humility thing. That's one of the issues we have in our community is, you know, people don't really want to tell what their real story is, whether it's a female or whether it's a male, like, what are you actually dealing with? Ask for somebody to hold you accountable. And then when you see somebody struggling, friends are not being good friends in all communities. And we definitely see it in the black community. There is no conversation or any time I would talk to any of these fellas on the phone and we not be about 90% transparent with each other and call each other out in a loving way because we know each other enough to know what's going to get each other ticking and what's going to go too far. But we're willing to cross that line if it's for the bettering of the individual and especially the bettering their families or their children because we got we to gotta break the curse and, and break those stereotypes. And we have crossed the line sometimes. Oh, we I'm have. Well. In conversations that we've had with one another. I, I mean... We have. There's Listen, I, yes, I agree because I have no filter. Yeah, and I don't care, Mark. I mean, Moses is six foot seven, but I'll knock his tall out. Really. <laughs> I'm six nine, six nine, so it's, it's bigger than I have. Uh, bigger than two more inches, I'll jump when I hit you in the neck. I'm just saying, there's, you know. As, hey, as you see, friends, he, had to, he had to drop that height out there. Now I'm 6'9". Yeah. As, as friends, <laughs> oh, well, you know, we drop a height. I'm 6'5 and a half. Don't forget the height. <laughs> I'm just saying as friends, we can't be afraid. You know what I'm saying? If we call each other brother, we call each other friend. We, we have to be able to have those types of honest conversations. They're just so honest think, conversations. So one thing you said earlier, like, how do you hold each other accountable. It's about how your approaches are all you kind of touched on. Um, everything that my brother's on this call, we approach everything as a development of ourselves. So sometimes as we do in all communities, we look and just, we see it on TV, you know, Fox News or CNN, who can we push the blame on? Whereas like the blame or the other people are going to be them. The, uh, my dad always says this and, you know, I respect him. He said, you deal with what you can control. You can only control what you can control. He said that to me all the time on top of iron sharpens iron, you know? Uh, and that's the thing is about, he also uses this phrase. If you give a man a fish, you'll, you know, eat for a day, you teach him how to fish, you'll eat for a lifetime. So all the things he said has, you know, been a development. And then on top of that, you know, my, you know, Jew on the line, and he's only a year and a half older than me. But like you say, my dad was off um, with military. He can always be, present physically but there was a lot of things my brother led you know me to my mindset how I think you know I watch him when he's like hey <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean you know what I'm saying similarity if a 
if if it if it works, do it. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of who that is. But you know, he'll say like be like, hey man, be let me holler back at you. I'm about to go on the run with my daughter, or I'm about to read to her. And I'm sitting here binge watching my 15th show, and my kids ain't read nothing that day. So you know, you um, but that you should since I know it's a development thing, I have my own internal gut check. And I'd be like, hey, man, let me turn this off, go read this Bible plan with my kids or go read this book with them or listen to them this and realize that my kids then learned some stuff that I didn't even know they knew. And then I have to check myself again because I'm like, hey, man, I didn't teach my kid that when I should have been teaching them that. So, you know, um, I think just as a as so we have to always look at things. How can we develop and how can we control what we can control? Because at the end of the day, I failed, you know, what I'm saying? like I say, I failed outside my house, inside my house. But as you know, Brother T also said, that's also taught me to, you know, fight harder. And I will say this last thing, I think that's what black men have lost. And we have, you know, um, society has demasculated us and always highlights our failures in a sense. And it's very few times that we are, and that's why I think we say the black excellence or we put black in front of it. Like I say, to attach it back to that, you are, you know, still a king and you identify that with your skin tone, but it's uh, one of those things that, we can't keep fail, uh, failing and stop fighting. We have to be demasculated, but you have to keep fighting. That's if anything, I challenge all fathers to keep fighting, no matter how hard it may be, to make sure you can be in your child's life after a while, because especially child support can rake you over the coals. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, there's only so much child support they can get, but you also get some rights, very few. <laughs> But you get some rights with that child support and make sure you take them and fight them. Hey, I'm supposed to be with my child this Christmas. Give me my child. And that's a lot of times I know I've done it where it's like, man, I ain't seen my child. And it's just like, well, I ain't trying to start no ruckus. And I stopped fighting. So, <laughs> you, you know, you know what? Um, we operate a lot of times out of a, a place of pride as well. And that hinders us like tremendously. Because that pride, it kills all your efforts. You know, I, I know just speaking for me, there's been many times where my pride just kind of undid all the good stuff. Well, let me stop playing. All right. <laughs> hey. Let me stop look. Everybody get the Grammy music. Hey, look. We can say whatever we want to say, but we want to start a new segment within um, the fellas where we highlight someone or, or something um, that allows us to, to say, we're calling it excellence realized. In this particular episode, because we're talking about fathers, um, I'm going to highlight, well, I, I'll say it later, but we're, we're going to highlight somebody or something that says that, that speaks excellence to us. So whatever you, you got to say, go ahead and tie in your excellence realized. Uh, who wants to go first? Or y'all want me to go first? Go ahead. All right. Yep. So excellence realized for me, um, earlier in the podcast, we kind of talked about that moment where um, we, we knew what we wanted to be as fathers, whatever. Um, for me, Brother T was just talking about when he talks to people at high schools and things and they always wanted to say basketball players this that and other that was never it for me it was always my dad i've always looked at my dad um kenneth bond as the epitome of what a black man should be of, of what a father should be and 
I've said this to him many times before. I, you know, to the point of, uh, for me, I grew up. I'm, I'm, I'm basically doing what my dad does. You know what I'm saying? I, I followed his his blueprint, so to speak, um, of, of to be how to be a successful man. Uh, he just celebrated a birthday, turned 55 years old. Um, and still to this day, I can look at my dad and say, that's it right there. That's what I'm striving to be. That's where I'm shooting for, you know what I mean, in terms of, of how to take care of my son and how to do things for my family and, and how to be as of service, you know, more so than anything. Um, it's never it's never been about me. It's always been about how can I help somebody else out. And so uh, he's the epitome. He's excellence realized at 55 years old. And if I'm half the dude that he is at 55, I think I've done it. Pretty well. Hey, I, for me, like it was. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. I said Bill Cosby, but I I was serious. Like, uh, you know, growing up without a father, you know, uh, my mom was married most of the times, and I mean, it was decent dudes, but like, you know, what really raised me was the Cosby Show. I mean, not gonna lie, you know, uh, you know, regardless of what you, ever you feel about Bill Cosby, you know, at this juncture. You know, a lot of families, black families, that's all we knew, you know. Our Uncle Phil from, uh, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but more so Bill Cosby. I just... Family matters. Uncle Carl. <laughs> yep. Oh. I, you know, I always wanted to be able to talk to my kids and and just be that, be... I mean, I never seen him be, like, really firm, but I saw him be very practical with his kids and stuff like that. You know, it was just... That was something I always wanted, you know, somebody who would push me, inspire me. Uh, and, you know, he may not be, you know, popular now, but he was very popular back then. First little brother, B-Money. Right, um, <laughs> June little brother. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody say. So I, I think I might know who you going with. So uh, I'm going to you know, pay, de- uh, I don't have deference and give him deference to, you know, take that person. But in light of that, hey, hey, hey say, say who you say, who you say, man. I mean, we I, everybody <laughs> got different reasons, man. Say what your excellence realize is, bro. All right. My excellence realize all day is, you know, my pops, you know what I'm saying? Simeon Williams. He, uh, man, I just been through a lot over the past year. Uh, I went through discrimination, a lot of things, um, you know, while I was in the air force and I mean, dude used to be up to like one o'clock in the morning, you know, helping me with things, uh, rebuttals of things to unnecessary paperwork I was getting. And it was like a, a six month journey. And honestly, the journey is still going. And, you know, every step of the way he's there and, you know, it's not just the fact that he's been there. It's also because of the fact that he's he's also like, Hey, I'm gonna put, you know, he's developed and he's grown through that time too. So there are certain things where my dad used to be and the man that he is, I see him growing every day, even at 60 years old and the love that he shows and the fact that he's also instilled it and, you know, both of my brothers and it's allowed them to continue to be able to, you know, just show that. So 
I mean, my my excellence realizes my pops, you know, Simeon Williams, just for being a man as you know, it's been stated on here, who, who gonna fight, not give up and do everything he can to protect, provide, lead, and, you know, keep teaching me how to fish until the day that God calls him home 40, 40 years from now or something, 40 plus years from now, so. <laughs> Yeah, definitely 40 plus. Don't be sending pops off early. And I ain't going to send that man off early. I ain't trying to have him come after me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, B-Bond kind of mentioned it too. You know, as a, as a kid, you kind of look at, you know, what you want to be when you grow up. Some people look at outside their home and what their role models are. And uh, B-Money and I, we have the same ones. So that just shows you the impact of having a father in a home or, and even when he wasn't in a home because he was overseas and everything, having a father in the life, you don't always have to be present to be able to make an impact. And that's something I challenge any father or future father on this line is make sure you make an impact, however that is. Whatever your version of excellence is, make sure you do that. But I mean, I never thought I was gonna go to the military even though I respected what my dad did. My thing I always wanted to be when I grew up was a father. And that's because I saw my dad doing that. I was like, I want to have kids to be able to raise my kids a certain way and, and continue to impact the future generations. One thing we talk about in our house is the Williams dynasty. And that started from seeing great fathers in our life. And we want to keep on pushing that out. I mean, I would have never thought I'd be in the Space Force, but just that impact that my dad had and watching him in the military was huge. And as B said, at 60 years old, you know, we got to stay fit. He's still doing it to this day. So, I mean, that's the uh, the excellence realized, you know, that for my for this segment from my end. And I mean, I challenge everybody out there, man, do what you need to do to be great. You know, check out your boy, Jay Will Immortal mm. on Snapchat. <laughs> be, be oh, going I'm going to point down like this because I'm telling B that he going to edit it. And, and put it right there <laughs> so you know how to spell it. The plugs, man, the plugs. <laughs> hey, look, let me do let me say this real quick though, because I ain't I ain't really had no relationship with my pops, right? But until maybe about three years ago, you know what I'm saying? And now as of today, like, you know, we got a business together and it's because one, you know what I'm saying, I never gave up and you know what I'm saying? God worked in mysterious ways and where I was looking and thinking he should have been there earlier. Maybe he won't ready. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that could have been detrimental then. So even if you don't have the relationship now and where you wanted to be, never give up. You know what I'm saying? I know the pain gonna hurt. You know what I'm saying? That's just something that y'all have to learn how to work out together. But um it's always a way, you know what I'm saying? God always opened up a door. And uh, once that relationship is is put back together, I'm telling you, it's it's tremendous. And I'm we're learning that we're so much alike. We laugh alike. We do so many movements. And we I never was like around him like that. They capture how he moved and laugh or nothing like that. So it's just so it's just crazy how even still being his oldest and first, you know, I'm uh, a almost a spitting image of him, just a finer version, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to change mine, man. Y'all got, got some good ones, man. Like, I you got you to you save it for the next episode. Um, nah, but. man, nah, I want to change mine. Nah, nah, nah. God <laughs> is my, hey, God is my, uh, <laughs> realize the best father you could ever have the ultimate father, the one that will never leave nor forsake. <laughs> no, but for real, like, man, look, 
I, you know, I was thinking about it like, you know, out of all the my times in the Navy and the military, maybe no, no, I was just copying you. But uh, you know, like out of all the things I've I've been through, all the careers, all you know, everything, family, business, God has definitely been like obviously the perfect father, you know. When I didn't have anybody to like really turn to like that and get that advice, like I no matter where I was, no matter what situation I was in, I was always able to talk to God. I mean, you couldn't, that, call, you couldn't call Bill Cosby because I mean, I couldn't. I mean, can't call him now either. Can't even visit him. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey B, I know you about to wrap up and stuff, but I do want to leave one little note. And I said it before as a challenge to a father: do what you need to do and be in your kid's life, regardless of what that is, and continue to do that. Strive, no excuses. Cats like us gonna hold you in check. And to oh, all the I'm ladies, you know, watching this, <laughs> all the ladies watching this podcast are listening right now. I mean, if you have a dude that's not living up and being a bum, I'm not going to curse, but oh, being dude. a bum dude in his life, I mean, let, let him know, you know, the impact that he could have for his kid and give him an opportunity. Reevaluate whatever your situation is and see if you can make it better for the future generations. Because it's not about you. It's not about us. It's about that kid. So that, that's just my challenge for the people out there. And, and, I'll, and I'll leave it with hey, you. Amen. Can, can, I, can I get a shout out for your air horn, bro? A B bond. Let's yeah. go, man. And this, and this is how I will end the podcast, uh, gentlemen. I would like to say that I'm proud of, of all of you that's on this podcast that 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 have shared this stage with us, um, that have allowed us to, and I'm saying us as in uh because my brother is is an integral part of this too. Um that you have shared your, your experiences and, and pitfalls and, and, and successes with being a father. And I'm proud of each and every one. I'm, I, to call you guys friends, to call you guys brothers, you are excellent fathers. You have done things the right way. And I, I you know, I salute each and every last one of you. Um, it's been a wonderful brotherhood. And just to think we've only been in a brotherhood for a few years now, it ain't, you know, Vegas was only a few years ago. <laughs> so right. I definitely appreciate, you know, y'all jumping on with us, man. Until next time. We out. Appreciate you. All right. When you politicking with the fellas.